Hello and welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandi, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Another amazing guest today. If you don't know who Jen McCutcheon is, you will after this episode because she is an amazing lifestyle consciousness coach who specializes in helping women reconnect with themselves, relieve stress, anxiety through yoga, breath work, and mindfulness. She is a wonderful person who is absolutely 100% my soul sister. I tell her this and I cannot wait to meet her in person, but here she is, Jen McCutcheon. Hi, Jenny. How are you today? I'm great, Maria. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. And I want you to tell people a little bit about you and what you do and kind of how it ties into uh, self-worth and where all your journey kind of led you to be what you're doing today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, honestly, my journey has brought me you know, full circle in my life. And what I'm doing now, what I'm super passionate about is helping women like myself, because the women that I work with are very much connected to my own journey of discovering my own worth, loving myself for all that I am. Um, and, you know, really helping women to re-identify who they are, finding themselves again after they've been going through a period of just feeling lost. These, these things come up for many different reasons for women. Um, and I found a way through my own journey, through yoga, breath work, mindfulness. I went through a lot of training, a lot of healing um, myself. And I found these tools and I use those to help women to really reclaim their lives, really find out who they are, you know, really ground into their pure essence, live their truth, live authentically, and um, really step into their power. And it's been a transformation for me over the last, really in particularly three years. But honestly, when you really look at it, our journeys have been going on from the time we are babies. I mean, it's, it's not like I just had this aha moment. It's it, the, what I've realized is our journeys our progression to get us where we are today. And it's all about consciously either awakening to your truth and really becoming reconnected with that intuition or continuing to go on your journey and maybe struggling and suffering and, and really just being stuck in this pathway. And you either come to a breaking point where you're ready to change or you're not there yet. That's and that journey is different for everybody. Yeah. And we talk about, I mean, isn't it funny how you attract people into your life, you know, because you and I, I could have just said everything that you just said. And it's, it's, it's not the same story, but it's the same place. It's, you get to the same place where you understand that, Hey, either I have to change or nothing's going to change. Exactly. I, I a hundred percent. And that happens. The, the beautiful thing is for me, and I know the women that I work with, the more, you come into that space where you're able to hold space for yourself. And that's like a term that a lot of people don't understand holding space, but it's literally allowing yourself to be, to be in the present moment. And when you're able to really connect with that true essence, your power center, um, your soul, it's, 
you're, you then begin to become more aware of why people are coming into your life, why people maybe are leaving your life. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't seem so confusing and we're not seeking to understand it all either. So it's, it's such a big thing when you, when you take that step where you get to that point where you're, you're done feeling the way you're feeling. So I guess, you know, to, to, to just to back up and share a little bit about, you know, my story I is going to say, you know, tell us how you got there. Yeah. And I mean, I was, I was, I, I've been married twice, divorced twice. Um, I had two children with my first marriage and, you know, what blessings my, you know, I've got a daughter and a son. Um, and I was second marriage. I have a stepson who I adore. Um, but, you know, I found myself over the years, uh, you know, attaching to relationships where I became small I, I conformed, I was a people pleaser, I wanted to, um, you know, just always have somebody love me or like me or be accepted by. And often these relationships became a major power imbalance, where again, it wasn't on, on my benefit, I wasn't benefiting from it, that's for sure. I mean, really, nobody is benefit, benefiting from that type of power imbalance. But again, it all stems from within. So, you know, f- finding myself repeating relationships where these these same things were coming up i had to start looking at myself and going what is happening how am i here how am i here again so mental health has played a very big role in my life both personally like my own struggles with depression and anxiety um, as well as my relationships so my first husband had you know some severe mental health issues addiction issues after we were married and after having my first son Um, and it was, it really rocked my world. Like my world was turned upside down. I had two babies. I, you know, had to leave the relationship very abruptly and I had to live in survival mode for a little while. Thank God I had, you know, wonderful family that were very supportive, but you know, you learn your strength through some of the most challenging times in your life. So that was really my first like light bulb moment of, I, I'm, I got stuff going on here. Like I can handle myself. I can take care of myself. Um, So, you know, it was, it was challenging. It was hard. The kids went through again, you know, we're talking about women here and and families and fathers who find themselves as single parents. It's not easy. And your children not understanding, and then they suffer their own challenges because of their experiences. So again, the journey is just, it's ever evolving. Mm -hmm. So um Again, we try to save them. We try to not make them go through the same thing, but everybody has their journey. <laughs> you yes. cannot save them. Exactly. So that's really, you know, I, you know, married again, finding myself in re- these repetitive relationships where, you know, just making myself small, not living authentically, not aligning with who I was. And the more I went down that path, I, I seemed happy. I mean, there was parts of my life that was wonderful. My children were wonderful. My spouses were wonderful, but there was also, they, they had their own journeys going on. Okay. And as we shift and change, our alignment with people shift and change, and you can either resist it or 
like allow it to flow. And, you know, my son going into high school started uh, right off the bat, struggled with, you know, and it was really weird because he, he managed well through younger years. We didn't have any problems, but it was that classic going to high school, completely switched friends um, and got into drugs and has struggled for the past seven years with severe mental health issues and addiction issues. And we know they go hand in hand, right? Yes, yes. So, you know, on top of my own issues, my son, you know, as a parent, when your son or child is, is suffering and in pain and there's, and you feel helpless and you can't, you've done everything, but you can't help this person. It's debilitating. So I really found myself in a place of deep depression, full of anxiety, not being able to breathe, being stuck in this repetitive negative thought process. And at times just wanting to give up, wanting to give up. And it was at those moments of pure despair that I realized I had to do something about it. There are so many things that aren't in my control. And the more I tried to control them, the more unhappy, the more depressed, the more anxiety filled Mm -hmm. and debilitated I became. Yeah. That's when I started seeking. I started seeking ways to feel better, to help myself. And I found yoga. I actually put myself through yoga teacher training and that transformed. That was the beginning of the major transformation in my life. Yes. And that's a, that's a really a matter of raising your vibration, but people don't understand, you know, you can come out of depression and I know it. (laughs) I know this to be true and the anxiety attacks and all that you can come out of that by simply doing something to raise your vibration, which is something like yoga and breath work and, and so many things, laughter, so many things can bring your vibration higher. But if we, if we looked at it and simplified it like that, maybe we wouldn't feel all of these heavy feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's wonderful. I'm, and, and how's your son now? He's actually doing very well now. He, again, he, my son and my daughter are absolute inspirations in my life because again, you know, you see through your children, the resilience, like this, this resilience within them. And as, as adults, again, our limiting beliefs, our conditionings, all these things start to weigh on us and we, we get stuck in these areas that we just can't overcome. And, you know, when you see your children overcome such adversity, um, and, and really seeing them strive and do well and kind of reclaim their lives. It's empowering. So, you know, again, I'm a firm believer in, you know, and I always have been a firm believer in, you know, you can overcome anything. Mm -hmm. There were times though, when I didn't feel that way and it was such a, there was such a darkness around me and my children have always helped me to see through at times as well. So he's doing great. He's, uh, he's working on himself and he encourages me to continue to work on myself and it's, it's beautiful. And my daughter as well. So um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, raising your vibration, that's another piece of this is, you know, we are energetic beings. Everything is energy. And like you said, there are so many ways to really connect to your, to your energy, to raise your energy. And that's what I work with, you know, within the truly connected um, program that I offer is really connecting to your inner essence through yoga, through raising your vibration. There's so many different ways, sound therapy. I mean, singing bowls, chimes, (laughs) our, our own voices, like our 
our the breath work of of you know the magic of breath work all these types of things so that's funny you should say that because um i i went through a depression and i recently feel like this year i really um was able to pull myself out of it completely and one of the things that i do i, I used to do all the time sing I mean, I love karaoke and stuff like that with a few drinks in me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I love to sing. I just walk around singing all day long. My husband actually even does it too. Um, I recently started doing it and I noticed how lighthearted I feel and just energetic and it really does raise your vibration. Yes. All, all day long, <laughs> I'm singing. It's so true. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, our, our voices, our breath have this, this, it's this energy. So whether you're humming, whether you're singing out loud, whether you're whispering, like there are so many different variables that you can work with. Um, even in affirmation, even when you're like, when I talk about mantras and where we work in mantras into our yoga classes, you know, some people, I, so I'm trained in Kundalini yoga and Kundalini yoga is the yoga of awareness. And they call it that because you very quickly through the technology are able to really connect to that inner world. So if, so here's my, if your outer world is out in chaos, it's because your inner world is in chaos. Amen. So, Whatever's going on on the inside is a direct reflection of what's going on in the outside. Yes, 100% agreed. <laughs> so with Kundalini yoga, through breath, through movement, through mantra or chanting or singing or prayer, whatever you want to call it, um, you very quickly kind of release that distraction of the inner world and you find yourself inside and it's powerful, powerful practice. So, and they're again, singing loud, going mentally vibrating, you know, saying the words mentally. Um, and then throughout your day, all of a sudden you're, you're singing to yourself in your head and it's beautiful because you're literally changing the pathways of the brain. Yes. I, I I've experienced it. If I, if I hadn't experienced it myself, I might not believe it. So yes. that's really with, how do you get people from denial or disbelief to, pulling them into understanding vibration. That's one of the challenges I have with mm. explaining to my clients, listen, you, you have the power here. So how do you get them from denial or whatever you want to call it, disbelief to understanding it? Honestly, it's through experience. So yeah. I, I can talk and explain and give you all the scientific background to these things and people still resist it because we lit, we are, living in ego. So we, we, you know, and ego is another term that people, it's not just about being, I'm egotistical. We literally have this part of us that is an energetic form that is really stuck in ego, which is emotion driven. It's fear-based driven and it's controlling. It lives in the past and it lives in the future. It doesn't live in the present moment. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, people are very resistant. They want to change. They really do, but they're afraid to take, to do things differently. So I just get them doing it. I just like, I mean, my clients sign up, we talk, we, we, again, there's, so basically the program, just to kind of give a little um, synopsis of the program is it's a lifestyle transformation course that really focuses on consciousness. Because as I said, the majority of us are living in an ego-based life. So we are stuck in our emotions. We're stuck in our past experiences. We're stuck in our thought processes. 
we are stuck in our limiting beliefs and our conditionings. And those are all things that, again, happen over our whole lifetime. A lot of us are very subconscious about it. We don't know that this is how we're living. We just think this is the way people live. Until you're, again, different scenarios, so many different people, you know, maybe you go through a divorce, maybe you lose a loved one, maybe a child becomes sick. Something in your life makes you wake up to uh, something's not right. And then you start seeking. So people are normally, when I start working with them, they're seeking, they're ready for change. They've tried a lot of things in isolation, but they, they, they get, it's easy to get sidetracked. So we basically start off with really identifying anxiety. A lot of people, they know they have anxiety. They don't know how it works. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to stop it. They know it's there, but they don't know how to change it or help relieve it. Yeah. So my son went through it and we had to try to help him. I had to actually get him some help because he couldn't identify it. And so he, he actually is so much better now and he can work through it. I watch him actually work through it. So it's wonderful when you can get somebody to that state. Yes. Yes. Because when you're living in, so this is, it's so the program is basically three pillars. So there's um, accountability. So you've got me one-on-one where, you know, I check in, we have weekly check-in calls. You're never alone. You're supported through the entire program. Um, We have group calls. We have weekly check-ins where we're we're monitoring um, everything that you're doing. We have an educational pillar where we're really looking at, again, understanding what is anxiety, what's happening physically in the body, what's happening with the mind, really connecting the dots. Because when, when you don't understand what's happening, you're just over, you're overtaken by emotion and those physical sensations that arise. So whether it be your heart's racing, you break out in a sweat, you know, you're having a full out panic attack, you can't breathe. That's all that you are caught up in. But when you are able to look at it as an observer and identify, you know, my throat's constricting, my heart's racing, I'm sweating. um, These are the thoughts I'm having. You're able to go, okay, this is what's happening. I see it. I can, I can sit with it. I understand it and then neutralizing it with breath work. Mm -hmm. Breath work is powerful. So those are some of the tools that we really work with instilling and getting people to implement every single day. And it very quickly becomes just second nature. So they don't have to think about it anymore. It just becomes part of their lifestyle. It just becomes part of their routine because as we're building and more knowledge through education, the thought processes, the patterns, we're reprogramming the brain through, through all these different tech techniques. So a long time um, to get there. It, you know, with breath work, it took me a long time because your mind wants to, your ego wants to pull you out and tell you, you have to be scared about this or that, you know, and then, you know, centering myself and, and getting myself to actually do the breath work. I I would say years before I really mastered that. It is, it definitely is a process. It is a practice. It is not something that people like, I laugh when people say, you know, I was one of those people too. I can't meditate. I can't meditate. I'm like, no, nobody can meditate. Like it's not easy to meditate, but it's, And they'll say it's too hard. And I'm like, yeah, but harder than what? Like harder than where you are right now? It may be hard, but do you want, where do you want to be a year from now? Do you want to be where you are feeling the way you are feeling maybe worse than the way you feel right now? Or would you rather work 
hard at something that's going to actually empower you to transform your life to be in a happier, healthier place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I can really, another, that just leads me into another piece of this is perception and mindset. So we really talk about mindset. So how do you get people out of the egoic mind? So really, again, becoming aware of when the ego arises. So through the other pillar, so we've talked about accountability, we've talked about education. The final pillar is our movement. So yoga, breath work, meditation, uh, and you know, just really bringing all of this consciousness and mindset. So I guide people. So they're, they're provided yoga classes, breath work, mindfulness each and every week throughout the entire program. So they have one-on-one classes with me that are pre-recorded. Sometimes I'll throw in some live courses where they can pop on live and do it live with me. So I'm guiding you every step of the way through your yoga, through your meditations and breath work. So again, you're not alone because practicing at home, if you're a new, new person, you know, trying yoga breath work, it can be challenging because the ego is very present. Mm -hmm. So I'm there guiding you. So, you know, simple things like really drawing attention to breath, really drawing attention to your focal point with your eyes, feeling and acknowledging, which encompasses part of the educational tools that we talk about is you know, what emotions are arising? What are the physical sensations showing up for you? When you feel those things, emotions are great. We all have emotions, but we are not our emotions. We are not our thoughts. So when we feel these things, again, learning to become an observer of life, you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, but when you're able to sit with them and look at them and really just sit on the sidelines and be like, wow, this is what's happening right now. Um, When you become aware, this goes back to, you know, how do you get people out of the ego mind? How do you get people to really be able to do breath work and not be distracted? Because it becomes mind-blowing when you see what's happening in your body that you weren't aware of before. Mm-hmm. Now you're gaining control. You're reclaiming control of your life. Yeah. And once you feel that, once you sense your inner essence, your soul, you're not going to want to go back. Mm-hmm. That's the best way you could possibly explain, explain it. Because I think people don't understand that you when you get to that point, when you, you know, it's, it's tedious, you know, they're doing the daily work and everything. And I always tell people, watch your energy, observe yourself throughout the day or whatever. But again, the ego wants to react and we do not know how to just sit back and observe. So that was the best way I've heard it explained. Oh, wonderful. Well, again, we like to suppress our emotions. We like to suppress these uncomfortable feelings. And with that comes more and more disconnect. So again, a lot of the clients that I work with are are women who, like myself, were felt disconnected from themselves. All of a sudden, they are at a point in their life where they're like, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. All I know is I've given myself to my children. I've given myself to my spouse or my work or whatever it may be, or a whole bunch of things altogether. And they're disconnected from who they are their ego is taken over. They're living in this emotional body of either the past or the future. And, you know, when they're, when they finally get that space, again, holding space for themselves through accountability, 
because I, I'm there every step of the way, holding them up when they're feeling like they can't do it, helping them get through these mindset blockages, energy blockages, through education, when they start to understand what's happening in their body, how their central nervous system is taking over the fight or flight versus the rest and restore yeah. and learning how to balance it for themselves. They don't have to find this through a medication or a doctor. They have what it takes within them right now. It's just learning these tools that they Again, this is such a new thing to our culture, yeah. but it's been around for thousands of years. Right. And realistic expectations are everything. Yes. I, you know, this is one of the things that I've been saying. You don't have to be 100% wonderful every day. Like, we have to cut ourselves some slack, especially as women, because we think that the world expects to see our perfect selves all the time. And that's not true. You know, yeah. people actually want to see you vulnerable sometimes. They want to see that you have the same things going on they do. So putting your best foot forward is one thing, but pretending that you are at your best at all times, that's definitely another. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, we, I, I, I lived for a long time putting on these masks and playing these roles and you know, was I happy? Yes, there was part of me that was happy. There was a big part of me that was was very unhappy. And to the outside world, things look good. But again, when we're living in this inauthentic place, we are driving our own suffering. Yeah. We're driving our own suffering. It's, it's yeah. absolutely controlling. I controlled what people saw and hid what I what I thought was weakness. Yes. And it's okay to be weak. We there's there's no strong without weak, right? So That's we have right. to show both sides. Yes. And the power of vulnerability. So, you know, again, sharing and, and being open to share. I've, I learned again so much from my son and his journey. I mean, seven years of addiction, yeah. multiple, like many overdoses. Um, he almost lost his life many, many times, like yeah. severe, severe stuff. And you're, you're rocked to the core of what will I be? What, what would I be without my son? Could I, could I move on? And those are things that for me were so, so powerful that made me go, I'm tired of wearing a mask. I'm tired of not being who I am. And, you know, through my son's journey, as he's inspired me to be who I am, because all I have is right now. Yeah. And that's amazing. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, and that's really my passion. I, I know what a dark space I was in for some time and how I was so not aligned and I was living just the, a life of sadness of not being who I am. Mm -hmm. So that is, you know, my passion is helping other women, lifting them up, leaning, being there for them to lean on when, you know, when they're not feeling their best in those days where, again, I have them too, where I'm like, <laughs> you know, just because I have all these tools doesn't mean I don't have anxiety from time to time. Doesn't mean that I don't have really down days, mm -hmm. but I don't stay in those places as long because I have the tools to help raise my vibration, mm -hmm. to help me keep my mind in a space that is an empowering space. That's not where I'm not living in fear, but I'm living in love mm -hmm. and really using my body and my breath and taking care of it. And yeah. again, as women, we think, taking care of ourselves is selfish. Yeah. <laughs> and I say bullshit to selfishness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about taking care of me now. <laughs> that is 
another big hard lesson that I learned in the last year, like really I'm not selfish when I'm taking care of myself and self-love is way more than what I thought it was. And, you know, oh, mirror work really floored me. Really. That took me out. (laughs) Now it's the, it really did. Now it's the most powerful thing I do, you know, really just appreciating where I'm at and loving myself right now and not, not looking forward to see what I want and not looking back to what I was, you know? So yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's a big journey that we take. Yeah. It is. And it's, and it's never ending. It's never ending. There's the learning continues. We peel back layers mm-hmm. and as we peel back the layers, we love ourselves more deeply. And when we love ourselves more deeply, we can come from a place of compassion and love and non-judgmental vision of the world, of other people, of everything. And it just creates this beautiful dynamic to live life through that lens. And isn't it so challenging to be non-judgmental? I mean, we were just so conditioned and we have to unlearn that, but it, it's very challenging for people to just even recognize that they are judging, let alone stop doing it. It's hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And that's where, you know, when you really start to unravel through this, through the program too, is, you know, when we unravel one, the limiting beliefs that we, that we are, we, we believe in ourselves, right? Like the, the, I should, or shouldn't, or they should do this, or they shouldn't do that. These are all just a few examples of judgments, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like my son should never, or my son should never talk to me like that. Right should or shouldn't, it doesn't matter. It's reality. He just said what he said to me. <laughs> or She just did what she did to me, right? Or whether it's your husband or somebody you work with or whatever it is, what that's a judgment statement and that's a limiting belief. So the interesting thing is when we start to see these things in ourselves and we see these patterns, we are able to then start to break them. When we start to see them in ourselves, we are then able to see them in other people. And we are able to see compassion for that person because we can identify that we feel that way. We've been there and they've been there. And then there's this judge, the judgment starts to just trickle away where you don't judge. You just come, you look at somebody and go, wow, they must be hurting when they lash out or say something that's completely irrational or whatever it may, may, may appear to be. You're able to see it differently. And that's where it really is a life transformation. Mm -hmm. It changes your life. It changes others because then your own practice of how you were responding to a situation creates a, almost like a, the person looks at you like, where did that person, like they're seeing these shifts in you. And then there's this intrigue that they're like, what are they doing? (laughs) Something's different about them. I can't quite tell what it is, but, and it inspires them to make changes and, and look at the way they're conducting themselves or whatever it may be. So it's, it's funny because that's how I got a lot of my clients because they saw the changes and they saw the difference and they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's a, that's how you do it. That's how you, you, you do things yourself to show other people. You cannot change other people. So you, you, you die trying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All we can control is ourselves. That's it. That's right. That's right. When people get that, they get everything. Like everything just falls into place after that, you know? Right. Now, how can people find you? Where are you and how can people find you? Yes. Yes. So I'm on, so Instagram, my Instagram handle is at truly connected 11. 
And on Facebook, it's Jenny MC. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so, what is her last name? Like, I don't even know it because I don't see it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's it's funny because I I the Jenny MC, I was never on social media. Like I just was very you know, and again, part of my past history was I, I had to be very careful. And because of the relationship that I had been in was was not uh, a good relationship. It was a toxic and, and a, an abusive relationship. So I was very generic in my name. Yeah. But, you know, now it's like, it's just, it's just stuck. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on here. And I really, truly think you're the like the greatest lady. I, I, I'm so glad that our paths crossed and I know that we're going to be probably even doing work together one day. I would, I would love that. I feel it too. We're, we're energetically just, yeah, we're, we're connected and uh, you're a beautiful soul and thank you so much for having me and uh, yeah, peace and light to all the listeners. Thank you so much. All I'll right. see you soon. Thanks. Take care. Bye.